Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The COB is presented by Rabobank, awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Juliette Sarli. And I'm Danielle Akuye. Well, Danny, quite a turnaround on the markets. I mean, we're going to end pretty flat here, despite some heavy selling in the open. Absolutely. So it was really encouraging to see over the course of the day, sold off early in the morning. Mm. And that was for the week lead that we saw on Wall Street. But the buying came in and it does look like the ASX 200 is closing down a about five points at this stage. So pretty flat, SIBO 200 up one spot, one nine points. Again, pretty flat. But uh, it looks to me like our Australian bond market uh, might have been playing ball today to support the equities a little bit. But hey, we'll keep that on a thought on ice for the moment. Yeah, but bonds certainly very much in focus. Uh, That is indeed what we're looking at throughout the course of the weekend, of course, when that plays through into that inflation pick as well and we've got the the core monthly figure yep. coming through that's going to be key for the RBA although they're probably more going to be focused on that quarterly number that comes through in totally. October. Totally yeah so I think on Wednesday we have our August CPI I think we're looking for around 5.2 percent as opposed to around 4.9 percent in the July reading. A lot of this it, it tends to be um, quite volatile so they really as you say are going to be looking I think it's that October 25th mm. quarterly number Uh, for the September quarter to get a better reading on whether or not we are going to ruin Melbourne Cup Day. Exactly. With a rate rise at 2.30 just before the big race. I think we've got our three themes as well that uh, there we go. So we're talking about bonds, the inflation read and the other key one is dividends. I mean it's the biggest week this week. $21.7 billion of dividends uh, hitting investor pockets. You've got CBA about $4 billion, uh, BHP about $6.3 and I was speaking to Craig James from Comsec a couple of weeks ago about this because he says, you know, this could be a big boon to the economy if people take that money and spend it, yeah. or are they going to reinvest it back into the share market, which is a good news for the market. Or, or, or pop it. The other one that they have now is popping it in the bank, or effectively, you know, because the, the well, the banks actually aren't providing the yeah. best cash yields at the moment. But you know what I'm saying. You have an alternative now, yeah. and uh, you're absolutely right. It will be interesting to see where 
that liquidity goes yeah. in terms of whether it does come into the market. But uh, let's check in, shall we, and have a look at some of the sectors because I thought there were some quite interesting moves. So mm. let's have a look at miners. They were certainly the underperformers, weren't they? So you were talking before about the iron ore price. You've got Fortescue there down by almost 2%. But um, when you have BHP Rio both off by half to 1%, then it's no surprise that we only kind of closed flat. But I think the, the heavy work yeah. that you did from some of the other sectors is, is why we did not close lower today. Absolutely. And it was, uh, I think, the fact that we have seen some weakness in those iron ore prices. But let's also have a look at the banks and see how they did. So also a little bit of profit taking. And absolutely right, Juliet, like a lot when you say uh, the miners and the banks, that's, you know, almost, you know, financials and resources, almost 50% of our index. So mm. a little bit weaker today, they would have been drains. However, we do have some positives. Yeah, the in tech terms, Yeah, tech. Tech was really out of favour last week. Those higher bond yields caused a lot of selling pressure. Interesting to note, Technology One leading the charge up around 4% today, zero also up around two, as is Wise Tech Global. Yeah. And utilities, I think we had some uh, a bit of green on screen with AGL in particular, and I don't think there's any particular news. I think news, Macquarie had a, an outperform for AGL. Ah. We had that in our broker uh, moves as well. So they were saying some pretty good, uh, they've upgraded AGL to outperform. So it was one of the, the front is up by about 3.2%. But I think the other really key story, of course, was about Qantas. So they were mentioning that they're going to have this hit of about $200 million when it comes to uh, these higher fuel prices. They also expect another $50 million impact due to non-fuel related FX changes. And they're investing about $80 million to address customer pain points like their call center, more frequent flyer seats. But really it was that impact on oil as to why you saw Qantas shares down today. You can see over the year they're up by about 1%. Yeah, 52 week low, I believe. And that pretty much looks like it doesn't on this chart. Mm. Well, definitely heading there. Yeah, they're certainly uh, not in the sweet spot at this point in time. And uh, we also had stock of the day today, which was a lifestyle lifestyle communities and uh, this is a stock that has been a really big one mm. for um, uh, from what am I trying to say Goldman Sachs that's yeah. what I'm trying to say and they have done another deep dive into this stock and have upgraded it again and they're really confident about uh, the company being able to pay down debt through these improved cash flows so that was stock of the day off the back of that Goldman Sachs upgrade and I think we had Mayfin and Gorev uh, commenting on the call today, so we might check in with that. Looks expensive, the yield looks too big on historical terms, is that be sustained? Probably not. I think things will slow down, but it's a solid business and I think it holds up relatively well. Um, I think it depends on what you're buying it for. If you're buying it for the yield thematic, you know, as long as you understand that the future yields will be lower, I think it's okay. I think it holds up relatively well. Um, and I think the thematic holds up relatively well for them. Um, so I'm okay with that for the yield thematic, but I'm just a bit wary on the sector. So we're staying out of it. Um, there are a few good players in that sector and this is one of them. So I'm comfortable if you're there for the yield play, but for me, I'm looking at total return in this market and there's a fair amount of risk in the market. The upside is not really there for me for uh, the potential market risk. 
So I'm not there for that reason, but if you're there for the yield thematic, I think it's okay. Because we haven't had a property slowdown, which yeah. um, I think has shocked a lot of people. Um, I'm going to keep this as a hold. I think it looks a little bit expensive, but I've said that for a while. And I think sometimes for these high quality businesses, and I do think the trick about this one is to recognize it is a high quality business. Yeah. You can pay up for these. Um, I'm going to go a hold, but I, I think with more work, one should be comfortable buying it at this price. <laughs>
you know, quarterly inflation is always the, the sort of the key number. This monthly um, sort of reading that we've had only just sort of recently gives us a, a better understanding. I think it helps maybe give markets a, a little bit of direction on of what we think the, the RBA are going to obviously do next. I think the good news here is that we've continued to see inflation move in the right direction. We've had monthly declines every single month since peaking in, in sort of December, 4.9% last month. Um, I think Danny said it at the top of the, the the show there, but we are expecting between about a 5.1 to a 5.3% reading. Um, I think a lot of that, again, as I mentioned earlier, is going to come from oil prices that pick up in, in petrol prices as well. You know, the RBA has stayed on pause. Um, you know, they, they've kept rates on hold for the last, uh, you know, three meetings. And I think that the reason that changes would be to, you know, a surprise uptick in inflation. If we see, you know, inflation staying high, staying stickier, then I think, you know, that's why they've kept the door open here because, you know, they don't want to say that this is over and then have to come back in and make themselves look silly and, and hike again. And, and I think we're seeing that play out across all central banks. You know, nobody is, is sort of waving the check flag here to, to sort of say they've beaten inflation. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's probably a smart move. But I do think we have seen, you know, what is the end from the RBA? I'm not sure, um, you know, the, the sort of the pickup in oil is something that will be sustained. We think that it will self-correct and ultimately won't feed inflation long term and inflation will continue to, to sort of trend downwards. So I think that you know, they have, as I say, that the minutes that we had from the RBA last week did sort of support them keeping the door open. Um, markets also think that they're done as well. You know, there's only a 50% chance markets think they hike again before before year end. So, um, you know, I think whatever we get from that inflation reading isn't going to change the dial too much. Uh, and as I say, it's, you know, this is, we're talking headline inflation here. You know, that core inflation is, is continuing to sort of move in the direct, right direction, particularly in the US as well. And locally, uh, as I say, I think we're moving in the right direction. Josh, you, it kind of hit the nail on the head. The, the central banks sort of playing, um, you know, a game of chicken, aren't they, with the, the markets? They don't want to give them the heads up that, hey, we've finished hiking, because mm. if they do, we'll be off to the races again, and that completely negates all the good work that they've done. Um, what, uh, within that context, what sort of sectors are you guys or stocks are you liking at the moment if you were to go bottom fishing into the sell-off that we've had or if we see any further weakness? Yeah, look, I think we are fundamentally positive on markets. Um, you know, I think what we've seen over the last couple of months is this sort of breather that we felt was expected. But we've also felt in that time that any weakness that, that came about, especially in sectors such as, you know, technology, uh, we felt were going to be opportunities for investors, especially moving into to what we think is, is going to be, a, you know, a strong 2024. You know, you're set up to have lower inflation, you're set up to have sort of rate cuts on the horizon. You know, economies have been much more resilient than than many had expected. Uh, and as I say, that all of that sort of piece together for us sets up a better year. We do, as I say, feel that there are, you know, opportunities, there are some contrarian opportunities coming through, you know, whether that is in China. Uh, again, we think that the, the Chinese economy is, is likely bottom now. So the, the sort of worst, uh, you know, of what's happened there is likely behind us. And that can then maybe feed into some of those sectors that it will benefit from, you know, interest rate cuts, such as the material sectors, um, you know, moving forward. So I think there are opportunities for investors in this market. And we've seen it, I think, over the last sort of few days with, you know, the buying that we've seen across technology when we have seen these sort of large sell offs. And I think it's a sign that, you know, investor confidence is still there. 
Um, ultimately, we, we had the worst week on the ASX uh, all year last week, but I think we are sort of seeing that buying. We are seeing investors, you know, you know, put capital back into markets because mm. the peak of rates, I think, is here. We've seen the peak of rates, and I think a lot of investors know that. We are now just sort of toying with the idea of, okay, how long are these rates going to stay high for? That's sort of the next hurdle we've now got to get over. But I think investors, as I say the whole time here, are forward looking and they're looking towards, you know, lower inflation, um, you know, rate cuts on the horizon, which sets up a, you know, a much better year in 2024. All right, Josh Gilbert from eToro, thanks for joining us on the COB. Thanks, guys. course, as we mentioned, pretty flat close despite a, a negative start to the day's trade. Uh, let's see what some of the heavyweight movers were when it comes to the leaders today. Paladin Energy, an interesting one, up 7%. We're talking about the overall um, tech space as well. And I did note earlier that Technology One was a standout in that space. Mm. So it has risen by some 4.3%. Yeah, I think Technology One is one of the companies that reports out of cycle. So they are probably going to report in the coming weeks. Interesting, I was chatting with David Lennox about the whole uh, uranium trade and it is quite an interesting one because at the moment it's a shortage of supply from the secondary market and this is very much, for example, old uh, nuclear weapons when decommissioned, mm. that uranium that is now not appearing onto the market. So Paladin has been really, really strong and as you said, up 7%. I thought it was quite interesting that Whitehaven was up because of course they flagged that they're very interested at buying BHP's coal assets, which uh, if my memory serves me correctly last week, they're under some selling pressure. New Haven had some great results yeah. and up their dividend, whereas Whitehaven was uh, being sold down, whereas today up 4%. And Megaport, one of the favorites in the uh, data center, or I should say in the AI space. Again, a stock that has been probably heavily sold down as these interest rate yields or the treasury yields move up mm. and uh, some good buying there as well as the AGL as you mentioned that there's been Macquarie outperform yeah let's have a quick look at the laggards as well in terms of what um, stocks we saw moving lower today Chalice Mining down four and a half percent Sayona Mining I mean I think that was one of the laggards on Friday as well so it's had a loss of almost four um, percent and it does look like a lot of these players are in uh, the materials sector. Atlas Arteria, I did see. Ex-dividend. Yes. yes. I saw there was a note out on yeah. that. So that's uh, why it's down by about 3.2%. I think the costs on Alcom, they have upgraded their cost guidance. And that is why that stock, I think, was down today by about 3%. So just checking here, um, I'm pretty sure Atlas Arteria was X, but however, I'm only getting uh, Auckland airports up at the moment. I'll have to check another yeah, source. Yeah, there was, there was definitely a note on Iris earlier about Atlas Arteria because um, that was one of the ones, you know how the day just gets ahead of you, gets away from you, I should say, that was on my um, radar earlier this morning and it certainly has continued to fall. Uh, last week as well, oh, you're right, it was XDiv today and um, 
Last week as well, it confirmed that distribution of 20 cents per share. So falling by um, just slightly, just slightly less. less than that. So yeah. actually, if you're going to play that game, it actually did better than, than what you were expecting. Absolutely. All right, quick check as well of the uh, small cap leaders and laggards as well. Kinetico Energy up 15%, Bannerman Energy up by 10%. And then if we have a look at what the laggards were in the small cap space as well, uh, Brainship there down 7.7%. <laughs> and um, Jindalee Resources, an underperformer, down 11% today. Indeed. And uh, let's check in what's overnight. And actually, I don't think we had that much overnight coming up. We, what have we got? Germany Business Climate Survey. Yeah, that's and kind of an interesting one, though. Is it? It's called yeah. their EFO or something. It's got some strange name. I'm forgetting what it's actually called now. But um, I think EFO, yeah, the EFO survey. And, and that's always quite an interesting um, read of, of what is happening in the Eurozone and Germany in particular, particularly as we know when Germany is looking kind of like the weak yeah, link at the moment. Absolutely. And uh, in the US, the uh, Dallas Fed Index, was it? It's yes, a, yes, the Dallas it, Fed Index. So just a quick read from one of the, the Fed, um, the smaller Feds. And of course, tomorrow we have got a little bit happening, a few more ex-dib stocks tomorrow, I think. Um, and then of course, in the US session, in terms of data, we'll have August new home sales, July house prices, and the conference board consumer confidence, but no local data. So we're really just awaiting again, Danny, this whole uh, point of the inflation read we're going to get in later in the week. So I think midweek, towards the end of the week, when we start to have a lot of X divs as well, absolutely, um, is when it's going to be a bit more, I guess, yeah. local. I um, just noticed we've got Suncorp's AGM tomorrow and Nick Scarly is going a X dividend of 35 cents, dividend 100% franc if you're a shareholder there. And uh, yes, that uh, CPI for August here in Australia will be very interesting. And then, of course, moving to the US, they have their uh, GDP read on Thursday. So it looks like the back end of the week yes, is potentially gonna, when, when all the yeah. action's going to start to happen, as well as all those naughty, naughty senators over in the US. <laughs> all right, that does it for the COB and for Ausbiz today. We'll be back again early tomorrow morning. See you then. Have a great evening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.